did it. You legend, you absolute legend. You secured a job, an internship, a graduate position, even at this crazy time. All of your worries are over. Ah. Oh, okay, so now you're concerned about how to settle in to your first job? That's a great question. Don't worry, lovely, I've got you. Today, we're talking about tips for settling into a first job, even in a pandemic. This is Dive Into Your Career, the podcast designed to help students like you take impactful steps towards your career goals. I'm Gina Visram, a qualified careers coach and consultant who is so proud to be your careers cheerleader. You are in the right place if you are a determined student or the proud supporter of one. Here, you will embrace career development in a unique spirit of fun, not fear. Let's dive in. Welcome, lovely. Welcome to the Dive Into Your Career podcast. And today, I am so excited to be talking to you about tips for settling into a first job, even in a pandemic. You raise a good point. So often, we spend a lot of time concerned about how it is that we're going to get into this opportunity. How are we going to secure the internship? How are we going to get that first role? And then we get it and we're so relieved and we celebrate as we should. And then before you know it, you're concerned about how to settle in well to the new job. Now, this question isn't a new one. Internships, first jobs, new jobs, even if it's your second, third, fourth or fifth job, These are always nerve-wracking at the best of times, right? Being the new boy, being the new girl, the new person can feel tricky. And it has to be said, of course, that is amplified and then some in a pandemic when your first day and your first week and your first month, depending on when you start, is actually in your kitchen or bedroom, or lounge, or wherever it is that you have your home office situation set up. So I'm really glad that we're talking about this today, and I have to give a shout out to a new, well, I was going to say a student, but actually she is a new graduate who I spoke to recently, and she asked me about some tips when it came to really settling in when you've just started a job. And this is why I say to you regularly, right? Like get in touch, get in touch with your questions, with your queries, because when I come across great ones like that, I'm gonna do my best to create content for you. So let's get into the tips for settling into a first job, even in a pandemic. Number one, Remember, you are not alone, and this working situation is highly unusual to so many. Now, in theory, agile working and flexible working 
isn't necessarily new, but what we can say is there's never been a time when there have been so many people doing it. And there's never been a time when organizations who seemed to be completely repelled by the idea, there's never been a time before where they've needed to embrace it, to get ahead and to keep their businesses moving. So even as we progress into what I hope will be a post-pandemic time, there is a lot changing, right? IBM is making announcements about where people can work, and they are not the only ones. I think if we watch this space, we're going to see an increasing amount of announcements from corporates about what flexible working will look like for them and ultimately then what the norm will be like for them. But this isn't about looking to the future, this is about thinking about the present and how it is that you settle in now. And so that's why I want to remind you that you're not alone. You're not the only person who finds it a little bit odd to be working from your desk at home. With that in mind, I hope that that gives you some comfort. Number two, tip number two, Enter the role with the same professionalism that you would if you were walking into the office, right? Remember that. So that involves as much as possible making your setting feel as professional or clear or at the very least non-distracting as possible. That also requires you to be smartly dressed. Now, I know for a lot of people, this has been the season of like the track pants (laughs) with the smart top and the blazer. And you can, of course, do that too, right? If you are primarily being seen from the waist up, that's not a problem. What I would say, though, if it helps you to feel even more professional, even more like this is me at my best, I'm doing my best in my new job. If you want to do like the full outfit (laughs) that you would do if you were going into an office, then that's something that you can consider as well. Number three, I've put this in the middle, but it is the biggie and it is the thing that really underlines everything. And number three is communication is everything. Communication is key. Communication, dare I say it, is the beginning and end of your success. (laughs) Like, this is really the linchpin in terms of what you need to be successfully settling in. So my goodness, if you take one thing away from this episode, it is that quality communication is what is going to make this experience of settling into a new job better for you, better for your manager, better for your team, literally better for all involved. We're gonna talk a little bit about what that looks like. That can include writing summary emails. I'm a big fan of doing this because Even when we're face-to-face in an office, sometimes people don't necessarily know what you're up to. And I worked this out the hard way in my first full-time job after my master's, by the way. I did. I worked it out the hard way because I have to admit, I had gotten used to being considered good at what I did, right? In all of my part-time jobs, you know, my, my research job at university... 
my internship. I did an internship at the British Film Institute. I did some work experience, uh, another internship, sorry, at Penguin, right? So by the time I got my first role after my master's, I had had a few encounters with the workplace and had always been complimented and my managers were always happy with what I did. And so while I didn't go into this new role cocky in any way, not at all, I did go in having expectations that I would be able to do a good job for the managers that I was working for. Now, if you were listening really closely, you heard me say managers. And that, my friend, (laughs) is what led to my first lesson in the power of communication and what that can look like. Bear in mind, by the way, I was actually in a communications role. (laughs) So communication is really my thing. But long story short, what happened is I had two different managers in this role. They are both great. They are both great people. I used to sit right next to one of them. And the other one had their own office, which was separate to where I was. Here's the thing. The manager that I sat right next to, we got on brilliantly like a house on fire. I loved the projects that I was doing with him. It was so good, right? It was work that made my heart sing. (laughs) I was creative. I could communicate with him. I could be independent. I could collaborate beautifully. Like it was go, go, go. And it was good. In the other case with the other manager, I really enjoyed the projects for them as well. Like I really did. However, I discovered after a number of weeks that this manager wasn't confident in my ability to do the work that was set for me. And I, you know, even thinking about it (laughs) almost makes me upset right now all of these years later, but you know, really it's nothing to get upset about. It's just such a great learning point because what I discovered is it wasn't that my work was subpar. It was that this manager didn't know where I was on the task that she had set me. Why didn't she know? Well, she didn't know because we didn't have really, really regular meetings. From what I remember, it might have been once a week, but it might have been every every other week. And I hadn't had the the um, forethought, I guess might be the right way to put it, to be updating this manager regularly by email. So what happened was these tasks had been set to me. I was actually on it. I was progressing with these tasks. I was progressing with this project. But guess what? That manager didn't know. So... <laughs> Once we had the conversation and I had my wobble at not being considered good at what it is that I do, I realized that actually it was quite a simple fix. And what it meant was that I needed to update her more regularly. So every other day, I would send an update as to where I was on her projects. And that was it. We were then great. We got on great. 
there there were not any issues after that but that was my first very humbling lesson about the power of communication and it's not a surprise really when you look at transferable skills and employability skills more often than not communication comes up as the top quality the top skill that employers in a vast range of industries want us to have but we often think about it as you know our written communication right in terms of reports or our verbal communication in terms of presentation and it does apply for those things but it also applies to your basic everyday garden variety <laughs> communication that needs to happen within your team that is really really crucial so this is number three and i think i probably spent at least three minutes talking about it but it's because communications is so important so summary emails is one bit of advice for you holding emails is another one what is a holding email a holding email is something where you Acknowledge that you have received a request, right? So you might respond and be saying, uh, Dear Sajna, thank you so much for your email. Just letting you know that I have received it and I will keep you updated with how I progress. Thanks so much. Take care and have a good day, right? A holding email can be as simple as that, right? Dear Bob. Dear Tola. Dear Betty. Dear Ruth. Whoever it is that you're working with and for. It is a case of responding and letting them know that you've seen what it is. So that is a holding email. That's quite good when it comes to communications as well. And another thing is one-to-ones and group catch-ups. So I anticipate that when you're in a new position, and certainly in this time of a pandemic, there are probably a number of meetings organized for you potentially too many, right? Who knows? But at the beginning, in a way, sometimes there's no such thing as too many meetings, potentially, because it means that you are getting to know your team, that you are having the opportunity to observe, which is one of the other things that I'm going to be talking about as one of the tips. So if beyond and above, right, if above and beyond what it is that you have in place, if you need further kind of one-to-one meetings and conversations with your manager, like work out the best way for you guys to do that. But this way, you know, silent spaces get filled with speculation. I, I always say that and I firmly believe it. And I think if we communicate well, then it means that you are feeling more assured and your manager is feeling more assured, as is your team. And that's going to really help you feel like you are settling in more. Number four is to network with new colleagues. Get to know more people. Understand more about the bigger picture of the organization. How does so-and-so from sales fit in and distribution? And how does it all come together as as a big picture? Right? And you get to meet new people. So that is one of the things that really does help you settle in because it's more friendly faces or it's more people that are correcting you on the instant messenger or email to check in on you, right? And you can, of course, check in on them. So 
it also means that you have more associates, more colleagues that you're comfortable with, and probably more advocates for you that even when you're not in the room, somebody will be like, wow, isn't Amaya getting on well? She's doing great. I had a chat with her the other day, right? So do do that. Do network with new colleagues. Get to know people, which does take extra effort if you are not face-to-face with them but it is worth the effort, so do it. It will really help you to settle in. Number five, get really clear about deadlines. So this kind of relates to the communication piece as well, but it deserves its own number (laughs) and its own category, which is why I'm mentioning it. So if you get given work or different projects, either from a manager or different people, do make sure that you are clear on deadlines. And if that is wishy-washy when the information comes to you, then that is your clarification question and that is really important. That will help you feel more on top of things and not have panic about, oh gosh, when is this thing due? And I have to do this for this person and this for this person, right? And that panic is something that doesn't help you feel settled. So if at least you can be clear on your deadlines, that's one of the things that's gonna help you feel more in control. Number six, also get clear on expectations, right? Get clear on expectations. What is this particular project supposed to look like? Is there a word count? Can you add graphics? Like, I mean, really, it depends on what it is that you're doing, right? Whether you are in healthcare or whether you're in social media management. But getting clear on expectations is something that is really important. Number seven, be you, be authentically you, right? This is incredibly important. If you feel like you can be yourself, right? And this is, you know, the professional you, the you in the workplace. If you feel like you can be yourself, you will settle in more easily. So if you get a chance to actually genuinely speak to somebody about their weekend or talk about what it is that you're getting up to, right? As lockdowns lift, we will potentially have more things to talk about. But, you know, even if they don't, depending on where you are, I know certainly in France and Italy and places like that, I know that there are an increasing amount of lockdowns at my time of recording this then, you know, there are still things that we do, right? We still go for a walk and we still have birthday parties or whatever the case might be on Zoom, right? So there's always stuff to talk about. So people work with people. And if people can get to know you and you can get to know them, that's going to help you feel more settled. So number seven is be you, be authentically you. Number eight is dial down the paranoia. Now here's my hope. I'm hoping that if you're implementing at least a few of the things that we talked about, you don't have much to be paranoid about, right? You're communicating clearly with your team, you know your deadlines, you are have some amount of clarity about the expectations, right? But you know, I know that you can be feeling like, oh man, they probably think that I'm being slow and, you know, I wonder what they think of me and all of these questions which are so understandable, so I don't mean it disrespectfully when I say dial down the paranoia. 
but it's not kind to yourself. It's not helpful. So by doing lots of the other things that we talked about, you are less likely to need to deal with that. But do be reflective and do recognize if there is something specific that you feel especially worried or paranoid about, then address it. Address the elephant in the Zoom, (laughs) right? Address it. But if it's, you know, just sort of random fears and wanderings and wanderings, then I'd say just keep doing some of the things that we've talked about here. And chances are there's nothing to worry about. Now, my last couple of tips are number nine, to ask questions. And number 10, the final tip is to be a good observer. This is a great time. You're going to have team meetings. You're going to have all sorts of things like really take these things in. Take in the culture, take in the characters, right? Still participate, but be a good observer. That's one of the things that can really help you settle in. So that is what I wanted to talk to you today. As I said, this episode is inspired by a brilliant new graduate that I spoke to recently. And I wanted to do this soon after I spoke to her because it made me realize how many people it could help. And if you have any ideas of topics you would like me to cover on Dive Into Your Career, please do let me know. The final thing I would remind you is that there are all kinds of great resources for everything. Podcasts, YouTube channels, all kinds of places where if you have this question about settling into a first job in a pandemic, you can look things up, obviously. The specific resource I wanted to give you, however, is a book called The First 90 Days by somebody called Michael D. Watkins. It's a book that I've read myself and I highly recommend, and it is all about success strategies for new leaders at all levels. So even if you are new into a role and you're not going to be managing people or anything like that, right? This is your first job or this is an internship. You would still get some great nuggets for this book, but chances are you'd still find it useful in 10 years time when you're moving into a director position or whatever you might be doing then. So I am Gina Vistram. You are listening to the Dive Into Your Career podcast. Take care, stay safe, And come on back next week. If you have enjoyed this episode, please don't keep it to yourself. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. Looking forward to catching up again soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. To keep up to date with Dive Into Your Career, leave your details on bit.ly forward slash dive into the list. See you soon.